Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. Most Californians are feeling the effects of the drought. But in big areas of the state where people rely on groundwater, the pain of this drought is especially severe. Wells are going dry, and there's intense competition to find more water that's underground. My California Report co-host Saul Gonzalez wanted to see what that looked like, so he went to the San Joaquin Valley. I'm standing by a mobile drilling rig in a rural area about 30 miles north of Fresno. I can see and feel the drill pipe rotating as it burrows deeper and deeper into the earth in search of untapped reservoirs of groundwater. If it's found, the water will be used by nearby homeowners whose first well has gone dry. And like many people in this part of California who aren't hooked up to municipal water systems, no well water means no water, period. Daniel Reese is the drilling supervisor here. This area here, we won't, realistically, we will not hit water until about 38400. 38400 feet? Yes, that's a fortunate side. Unfortunate, Reese says, because in the past, drilling to such depths to find groundwater would have been rare. These existing wells from these homes 15, 25 years ago were only drilled down to about 200, 300 max. Why drill deeper to hit water? Well, drought, of course. Both the one we're in and past ones. Less rain means it's harder for aquifers to get recharged. So there's a kind of race in the San Joaquin Valley now between property owners and farmers to drill deeper and tap the water that remains. In a sense, a lot of straws are going into the ground to get to that water. And some people win and some people lose. The deepest straw gets the water. That's absolutely how it works. That's Tom Collishaw of Visalia-based Self-Help Enterprises. It's a nonprofit that provides emergency water services and low-interest loans for private well construction in the San Joaquin Valley. Collishaw says one huge challenge is the soaring cost of drilling, as demand increases and plentiful groundwater is more difficult to find. And well drilling right now, just a domestic well on a single-family household uh, lot, is costing $60,000 where three years ago, maybe we were paying $25,000. So what do you do if you can't afford a drill or you need to wait until a drilling crew arrives? That's when many put in giant tanks filled with trucked-in water. So we're installing a temporary 2,500-gallon water tank. Uh, I think we'll get them temporary water until they can come up with a permanent solution for water, either be a new well or connection to some sort of city infrastructure, which I don't think is out here, so... That's water tank installation contractor Brandon Jones. He says his company installs as many as five tanks a day. When I meet him, he and his crew are at a home east of Isalia. 
The homeowner, Michelle, who doesn't want her last name used, says she hasn't had water since June when her well went dry. Uh, what's it like when a well goes dry? It was, you turn on the faucet and nothing came out. Michelle is happy the tank is finally here, so she and her family can bathe, flush toilets, and cook. But... This is a band-aid until we're able to drill a new well and hopefully find water. And when does that work start, do you hope, or do you think? Well, when we get people to call us back and actually come give us an estimate, we'll know. Oh, really? Because it's just so hard to get through, there's right? So, there are so many people in the same situation that everyone is extremely busy. But another problem, even if a property owner or community drills a successful well, the water that's found could be contaminated. That's been a years-long issue in mostly poor and Latino communities in the valley, like Ducor, population just over 600. There's groundwater here, but the water's too dangerous to consume because of decades of pesticide runoff from agriculture. I talk about that with resident Eliseo Aldaco as he waters his yard. It's water that's safe for the plants, but not to drink. No, can't drink it. You can maybe even smell it. So what do you do for drinking water? Just, um buy bottled water and that's just a constant thing i mean um, that's yeah, it. i mean every 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 week yeah you got to buy the water for the week so what's ahead for the san joaquin valley and the quantity and quality of its groundwater well cleanup efforts of tainted aquifers are slow or non-existent the state is also implementing a massive groundwater management plan but that will take years to see results Meanwhile, the search for increasingly scarce groundwater continues. Back at his drilling site, Daniel Reese says he has a long line of desperate customers who are waiting. I'm averaging right now five to six months out. That's actually a pretty decent number. We're, we're pushing it. We're pushing it. But Reese says he cautions his clients that just because he drills, it doesn't mean the water will actually be found, no matter how deep he goes. That was my California Report co-host Saul Gonzalez reporting earlier this year from the San Joaquin Valley. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing... And I know you love what you're hearing. Please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. California's bighorn sheep population will soon be getting some help in dealing with the state's drought. The California Report's Keith Mizuguchi explains. A project is underway to build nearly 100 artificial watering holes for bighorn sheep in San Bernardino, Riverside, and Inyo counties. Ecologist James Cornett has taught a course on bighorn sheep at UC Riverside. He says the drought has dried up many of the spots with water for the animals. The sheep are less healthy than they used to be, and then they are more likely to contract diseases from domestic livestock and are more likely to spread it because they're crowded into fewer and fewer water holes. 
Cornette says the idea of artificial watering holes should help. It can only help bighorn sheep. The caveat, though, is that if you're going to do this, you have to be willing to commit to maintaining those water holes in perpetuity. The Pasadena-based nonprofit Society for the Conservation of Bighorn Sheep is working with the State Department of Fish and Wildlife on the project. Each site will have one or two large water storage tanks, which can hold more than 2,000 gallons of water each. For The California Report, I'm Keith Mizuguchi. And that's The California Report for Wednesday, December 28th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and happy holidays. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org lbca. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at smithfutures.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.